We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts that help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partners in crime, Brock Davis and Nate Green. Fellas, boys, angels lose two of three, but how are you doing? We didn't get swept. Good news. 
you know, I like, I hate this podcast right now. Not like the podcast itself, but like this one. <laughs> why is that? You, you want to you know why, Nate? Because I, I had them losing two or three. No, because you had it exactly right. It happens. I hate it. I hate it. It, it, it happens. It was all. I, that, that doesn't make was, it. Well, like, was he? Did he say that we were going to win was, the first two and win the third? Exactly. Yes. Yes. You so said, why you said Anderson was wrong? You said Anderson's going to suck. That was one. I I had it. I had that right because I said I Anderson said, did not suck. Good. I said Anderson. Anderson's due to look good. I mean, anybody could guess that. But then you said they would lose that game. They lost that game. We're gonna we'll talk about that. Um, you said wait, I think everybody kind of in the world Everyone thought they're gonna lose against Burns. Corbin Burns. It's kind of how it works. And then winning this third game was kind of a was gonna be uh, interesting to see if it happened. We just they, like your, nine. Your favorite player on the Angels forty man, Jose Suarez, pitched fantastically today. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say we'll, he actually we'll put faith in Jose. Well, it was more of like a nine-eight game because yeah. uh, Colin Ray for for Milwaukee wasn't going to throw well, and yeah, yeah, so, it, that's fair. Interesting. I hate this. That you're right. I hate it. Just going to let you know. But with all that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast. Um, drop a comment down below if you are watching this, uh, watching us here on YouTube. Really do appreciate all the support you guys have given us. Um, if you could go ahead and subscribe, pound the subscribe button, um, ask some questions down there too. We'll, we'll be more than happy to address any questions on future podcasts or this part. Well, maybe not this podcast, but future podcasts as we roll them out, you can follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go ahead and check out talkinghalos.com. Follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate green 34 and Brock at BDROX eight guys. Let's get it rolling. Let's talk about this Brewers series. Again, feels like another letdown. They played good enough to lose right is that is that fair to say that guys they played good enough to lose some they games. played good enough to win two out of three actually they, they did play good enough to win to win two out of three as well yeah. i mean again i don't think we have too much to talk about the corbin burns thing he showed why he's one of the best pitchers in baseball he dominated yeah the, i mean they, the big they thing, came they came back against you know scrub relievers that's fine you know tip the cap clutch mike trout mike trout being clutch hitting two home runs that game with the Angels being down. If you want to call it clutch, that's fine. I call they, it clutch. They did make Devin Williams come into the game, which they is did. huge. Yeah. So. Which Devin Williams is disgusting. Always, I love watching Devin Williams. I'm a baseball fan. When it comes down to baseball, I love watching baseball and watching good pitchers, especially Devin Williams is so much fun. Um, regardless regardless of that, though, again, the Angels lose two of three. We'll talk about the first game here. That's the Friday game. Let's the game see. that just brutal again, Nate. Just rip it right out of my heart. Tyler Anderson pitches spectacularly. What does he go? Six and two thirds, I think, if I'm not mistaken there. Aaron Loop comes in. You hope that Aaron Loop finishes that game, that inning off, which I am personally not a huge fan of bringing Aaron Loop in there. I'll talk about it here in a second. Why is Aaron Loop in that game? No, no, no. I'm I'm fine with bringing it. I'm actually not fine with bringing Aaron Loop in that situation. Why is Aaron Loop in that game? Especially right after Tyler Anderson. Especially, I mean, we'll get, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I agree with you, though. I don't think there's no reason for that. Um, they bring Tyler Anderson back out, or not Tyler Anderson, they bring Aaron Loop back out for another inning after Tyler Anderson pitches fantastically. The offense can't do anything. Offense can't hit with scorers, runners in scoring position. Loop gives up a couple, you know, walks, tough hit. They blow the lead. It's two to one. Devin Williams comes in the game, and it's game over. Let's talk about that. Aaron Loop coming into the game. I'm okay with him if you think that he's going to finish off that inning. That's fine. He did what he he did. He did what you asked him to do. He finished off the seventh for Tyler Anderson. That's fine. I personally am not bringing in another lefty like that. Lefty, lefty, soft tossing lefties, very similar pitchers. Um, I wouldn't have brought that in. I don't know what righties you have available there. 
but I'm saying any righty is probably perfectly fine for me in that situation. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who's, who's available. Jaime Berea is perfectly fine to bring in a righty there. Um, just because you face soft toss me in that, in that role, but I understand what you're saying. You're what I'm saying. You've seen a left, you've seen the soft toss and lefty all game. You're going to pick him up eventually there. I mean, it's sometimes you hit throwing below the, uh, the the hitting speed and that's what Tyler Anderson has been able to do. He doesn't throw above ninety too much, but you bring in another soft toss and lefty loops ninety to ninety four, maybe touches ninety five on the good night um, with the big sweeper and everything like that. I just don't do that. I I don't bring in another lefty there, especially that's the exact same as your starting pitcher that you've seen all all day. It worked in the seventh. You got out of it. Unfortunately, you brought Aaron Loop back out again, and that's what I think killed it there. Brock, I don't know if you have any thoughts on on this. I think, Nate, you're right on the same boat as me on that. Yeah, side. Friday was actually the first game of the season that I didn't watch. I was actually at Universal Studios, and it was funny because shout out to uh, Under the Halo, Jude from Under the Halo. I was actually – he posted a couple stories about the game, and I messaged him. I was like, what happened? What happened? And he he was just being dramatic, making some jokes about the team, but I thought something actually happened. But, uh, yeah, Friday was the only game so far I haven't watched, so I ain't got much to say about Friday. What do you feel? Nate, talk to me about it, man. Talk to me about bringing in lefties. You're soft toss. What is Phil Nevin doing? What does the freaking analytics bull crap say about bringing in Aaron Loop? What, like, all of it. Like, I know we're we're saying the same thing every single single time, but it's like it it has to be addressed. Like, you you gotta you gotta put guys in spots to succeed. And okay, Aaron Loop getting the out. Sure, you know. Willie Adams has reverse splits this year. I know we're, you know, about 28 games into it right now. So he's got reverse splits. Congrats. So you get out of that one. And then you've got three, four, five with Aaron Loop, who has been arguably the worst reliever on the Angels, if not the American League. <laughs> like On the Angels. On the Angels. Let's go that far right now. You're good. Just say on the Angels. Might be the worst reliever on the Angels. Keep going. He is the worst reliever on the Angels. Um, and, and you're going to run him back out there? Like, wh- why? In a tie game, too. Like, so for me, at some point... And it's the yeah. same It's the same everything. Like, it's not like Tyler Anderson and Aaron Luke both come from that, like, similar arm slot. Anderson's a little bit higher, but, like, it's still similar. Soft toss and lefty. That's my It's the thing. same stuff. Like... Yeah. At some point, and this is something that we've said in the past and why we really liked Joe Madden. Really, really liked Joe Madden, you can play analytics all day long. You can play the analytical game all day long. You can play old school baseball all day long, all day long. But I think to find success, you need to find something in the middle of those two analytics, full analytics, full Dodgers, full. uh, I don't even know if the Astros really whatever. Everybody's doing analytics. You have to remember that there is some part of analytics. You have to you have to include that. But you also have to include old school baseball and want to win games. When you bring Aaron Loop back out there, it's like you don't want to win that game. It's like you were lose. It's like Tyler Anderson pitched five innings, and it was like, let's go clean up his mess. That's kind of what it seems like. You got to go and want to win that game. It doesn't matter. At some point, it doesn't matter what the algorithm says. You got to want to win that game. And this is, we talked about it. They they lost against they lost against Corbin Burns. That was their third loss, legitimate loss. They lost against the ace Luis Castillo. Um, weird they lost against the the ace corbin burns forgot the the other one they lost like legitimately lost the other losses that they've had the other loss that they had they do not want to win 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's been, you know, either mental mistakes, it's been bringing in the wrong, wrong relievers like they did here, not saying that they go and win this game. Like if they lose in extras because they, you know, they, they shut out the Brewers the rest of the way. I'm perf- I think we're all perfectly fine with it. It was that know? blowout game against Toronto. Yeah. Is what you're thinking of. Well, not uh, really blowout, but yes. Yes. It was like a nine, three game or something like uh, nine. No, no, no. 12, 11. 12, 11. They came back. They came back. Later. Oh, that's right. That's right. 12, 11, uh, Jared, one thing that I'm thinking of, which I know he threw an inning on on Thursday, but if you're going to bring a lefty back in, why are we not bringing more back out there? That's because the, because the yeah. algorithm the says algorithm. that you can't bring oh, a guy exactly. back. They, yeah, it, that that's the most frustrating thing about the stupid algorithm to me. And and yeah, I I know Tamman's got his stupid bullpen it's, algorithm which keeps guys healthy sure it's fantastic and it's and it's working to keep guys healthy and i'm fine it, with that it does you keep gotta, guys healthy you gotta want to win games but win that's games that's the thing hard. like more has a, worked so efficiently too though it's like yeah a normal manager understands like hey i gotta keep my guys healthy but also i gotta win this game i can save him you know when otani pitches we let otani go eight and then we use estevis or we use Whoever to win that game, we don't need to use more. We don't need to use fill in the blank with whoever else you think are are the best relievers. Instead, his stupid bullpen algorithm says, "Oh, this These guy guys threw twenty available. pitches yesterday. He yeah. can't throw today." It's like I'm gonna see how many pitches he threw on Thursday because I'm curious now. I just I don't think I, like it's it's fine to bring like. If if you bring in Lupin to finish that inning off, that's fine. But if you don't have guys available, twenty one have too many you, pitches according to the algorithm. Mm. Yeah, I would just I would assume according to what they're doing, he's. I would assume Matt Moore was probably not available the next 21, day. Twenty one, twenty one makes sense. It's way too that, many pitches according to the algorithm. That's the issue, though. You gotta want to win. You gotta want to win that game. It's it's all about conserving yeah. arms for the postseason that they're not going to get Which, to because they don't win the games they need to. Yeah, you got to get to if, the postseason first. If you had the Rays record right now, sure, conserve the arms and make sure you're ready to go for the postseason because those guys look locked and loaded for the postseason. But you don't. You're fighting for five hundred. Yeah. You're you're teeter-tottering around 500 and it, it just needs to be it, the want to win needs to be there and i don't know this organization has that quite figured out i think they're more on the let's keep guys healthy and let's let's go by the numbers and well, that's going to win us games not necessarily that's going to win us games over the long haul because they're playing the long game and you can't play the long game here you, you got to win the games now because who knows what happens if if some guy goes into the dugout, trips and falls, and and he misses two or three weeks, we pulls saw him, it with Archie Bradley last year. Archie Bradley got hurt in a fight. Yeah, like it, it wasn't. Oh man, we overused Archie Bradley. That's why he got hurt. No, dude got hurt in a fight. I mean, you you couldn't prepare for that. You just got to win the games that matter right now. To play devil's advocate, the Angels had just a horrific, horrific injury issue for for years in the past. So like True. staying healthy, I am extremely excited about everybody should be extremely excited about but you got to want to go and win those games one thing we didn't touch on 16 runners left in scoring position that can't happen either you 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 pitched good enough to win that game you know you was just on friday night yeah Yeah, 16 runners left and left on left on base sorry not left in scoring position my bad left on base regardless though you have 16 runners left on base i was gonna say that's gotta be a record Oh, that's a that's a lot. No, I don't know what they were somebody was it three no they weren't even three for it was like one for one for nine that night and runners in scoring position, something crazy. One for 12. 
Um, they they didn't they didn't hit very well in that game, and and that just goes back again. And we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the third game here in a second, and your favorite player Jose Suarez. But that just goes back to again what we were, we've said in previous podcasts. Like if the, they pitch well, they haven't hit. If they haven't hit, you know they've pitched well, or or if they they hit well, they don't pitch well. If the bullpen, or they don't play defense. Yeah, the the, the defense gives it up. You know, it it's always been one little thing, and it just mental mistakes, not wanting to win. Blame whatever. which I think the defense algorithm. If you want to do, by the way, I didn't. I didn't watch Corbin Burns. I just kind of assumed that Corbin Burns. Yeah. No, shot did, but 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 Detmer's like, yeah, he didn't pitch good, but we didn't play good behind him either. No. We didn't play some good defense. Rendell he, made an error, and and all of a sudden the zone gets smaller when, once you start making mistakes behind a young kid who hasn't really had guys make plays but plays behind him all year. Like yeah. the Angels have been one of the worst defenses in baseball based on errors, not based on. And I know you don't like that stat, but it's a real stat. No, fielding uh, Jared tweeted field, about it. This fielding morning, percentage. They had, they had, they have the twenty fifth worst fielding percentage in yep. baseball. But the analytical side of stuff, Fangraph says that they have the second best defense in in baseball. UZR ultimate run or UZR, they're negative. Defensive run saved. It compiles. They're positive. It compiles, I know. When, it compiles when everything together. Everything. They're they're out second. Above, but out above average. Why is there such a big gap there? Why is there a twenty nine team gap there? So to make an error, and I feel like, or what? No, an, was so, it 29, 28? No, I'm, it's two and twenty one. So it's nineteen. Oh, two and twenty one, nineteen. Yeah, two. Well, two and twenty five. But as I don't know, twenty two maybe times twenty second. I don't. Whatever it is. Either way, it's a huge gap. Yeah, but so the perfect example to this is Andrew Alton Simmons, right? Andrew Alton Simmons, one of the best defenders in in baseball during his time, right? He made so many errors. He made a lot of errors, right? Why did he make so many errors? errors? Why? Well, why do he make so many but errors? He because got, he the got the balls. That nobody else did. He got the balls gotcha. that nobody else gets to, and that's so what the building Angels... percentage wise. He's getting hurt, but then in the in the yeah. all around metrics, Where... he's going to exceed. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like Luis Renifo last year probably had a decently good fielding percentage, but like UZR horrendous because he doesn't have a lot of range. Doesn't get to those balls. Doesn't save. <laughs> doesn't save hits. You know, he makes the routine play, sure, and you do need to do that as well. But like, <laughs> if you can make plays that a lot of people don't make that's what makes you an elite defender like kevin kiermeyer makes the elite play makes the like normal plays he also makes the stupid elite plays as Mm -hmm. well so that's what makes that's what the step from like good defensive analytical defense to great analytical defense which the angels are playing great analytical defense they are making errors and making mental mistakes for sure but they're getting the balls that probably a lot of people don't get to, you know, you know, Escobar is another perfect example of that too. You know, you know, Escobar, I think he won a gold glove one year, but and had like a really good fielding percentage, but was a horrific defense. Like couldn't get to balls, horrible range. Um, So that's where that lies. Like take from it what you want. You know, if you like, there's you know, a, it, balls, it, it, like you said, there's a happy medium to both. Yeah. Yep. Then again, uh, I, we've talked about it in the past before. So can I say one more thing about this Friday? No, you can't. <laughs> I, I do want to say, like, this was the first time that I saw Tyler Anderson not have it and be able to get through it. Usually, like, when he's had it, he's been fine. When he didn't have it, he gets lit. And this was the first time that I actually saw him as an angel not have his good stuff but be able to get through it. I didn't think he had his good stuff. He he was at, like, 75 pitches through, through like, three and two-thirds or four innings. He ended up with 109 and six and two-thirds, which is fine. He didn't really have his good stuff, but he was able to to get out of out of things and and pitch through it. So, I I did see that from him, and that was good sign because that's a good sign of an ace. 
he's not an ace, but it's a good sign of an ace when they don't have their stuff to be able to go out there and, and get six plus innings and give yep. up less than one. So huge. Yep. So uh, game two, I don't even really talk about that one too much. Corbin Burns shoved, really pitched well. Mike Trout had two home runs. Clutch Mike Trout, by the way, had two home runs. You're welcome <laughs> for that. Um, game three, Jose Suarez, Nate's favorite pitcher, pitched, pitched, pitched enough to make another start. Is that fair to say, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Well enough to make another start. And I think right now where you where you're at with Jose Suarez, that's kind of how you play it. You play it like a a a starting pitcher late in a game. You're going batter to batter. Right now, you're kind of going start to start with Jose Suarez. You know, if he makes a bad start on this next on this next uh this next start that he has, when whenever that is, what do we got? Uh, six days from now, what are they next Saturday? Probably I would assume would be his next start. Of course, they have an off day in there too, so probably Sunday again. Depending on if they go six man rotation, they could probably skip him. There's a lot of stuff you can we we could probably dive into there. But whenever he makes a start Saturday or Sunday, this next start, if he pitches bad, you're back on it and you're thinking very, very hard. It's like, do you put him in the bullpen? Do you DFA him? Because one start, a no a good start. He still walked some guys. I think he had three walks today. Yep, three and walks. he he only threw five five innings and everything like that. He pitched. And it was a up. Sunday lineup. Sunday lineup. That's it fine. It definitely was a Sunday lineup. Yeah, he 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 didn't face in a, an elite lineup by any means, he also earned himself another start. So you expect to see him back out there he again on Saturday, uh, Saturday or Sunday next week, just to see where where he's at again. But you do play it start by start. If he pitches well again, he's earned himself another another start in uh, in two weeks. You know, um, but let's play it by year. Let's get him next Sunday and see kind of how how that works because this Angels schedule does not get any easier. It's always good to get out of uh, on on the road on a plane with a win. And I think that's kind of what the angels did. It would have been nice to see them win two of three. Um, but back to Jose Suarez, I'll, I'll kind of let you guys talk. Brock, do you have anything on Jose Suarez there? Cause I think that was kind of the big talking point uh, here in this game. Yeah, he definitely looked uh, better. He was keeping a more off balance. He was throwing that low and in slider to the righties and also the low and away changeup and his changeup looked a lot better than it did before. Obviously that could be contributed to the, potentiality of him tipping the previous start. Um, but that wasn't his first start where he did not look good. So even if he was tipping, um, I still think this is a, a, a good step in the right direction. And he was also, despite the three walks was kind of surprisingly somewhat efficient too. Like, I think if I remember correctly, it was 77 through five, I think is what it was some, some around there. So Basically 15 pitches, if my math is right. No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad at math. Either way. 12 to 15 uh, in that range. Yeah, 12 to 15 in any Manageable. Manageable. Uh, Yeah, really, especially with three walks on top of that. So he was getting soft contact. I think, what was it, six Ks he finished with? Yeah. Yeah, so six Ks, three walks. Obviously, we would try to like to see those walks come down. Uh, but honestly, to a certain extent, if those walks aren't hurting you and you're still pitching that officially, that's also a really good sign too. So I don't want to say I'm excited. I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's like really one good start. Also, like Nate said, it wasn't up against, you know, top tier Brewers lineup. Uh, but to a certain extent, you're coming in, already lost the first two. And I'm sure he wasn't in the best mental headspace after his previous starts. So it's good to see him come back and and do what we know he could potentially be capable capable of. I've definitely leaned more towards Nate's side of Jose Suarez since the beginning, but I think that he can still show flashes of being a good number five or six. 
And that that's the key. I, I don't think he's going to, I don't see him being much better than that on a good rotation, obviously. And whether or not you call ours a good rotation, I guess depends on what time of the month and how good we've, uh, we've pitched, <laughs> but Either way, real quick, one more thing that before we move on, I wanted to touch on something Nate said earlier that I forgot. Shout out to Victor Rojas. I saw a little clip of him saying, I think it was on the newer podcast. What's what's the one called? The Angels win one, yeah. Angels win, there you go. So I saw a little clip of it, and he said, Nate was saying, we got to win every game that's that matters. We got to win. We got to win. We got to win. Whatever we got to do, try to keep people healthy, but we got to win. Victor Rojas said, I'm going to paraphrase, so it might be a little messed up, but for a majority of the teams, every team is going to win win 60 games and lose 60 games. It's with what the remainder of those games, those teams are going to do. So what is that? 120. So now you're looking at 42 other games that are really going to determine where you're going to go with that. So you're going to be 102 and 60, or you're going to be 60 and 102 or somewhere in the middle. So pretty much when you look at the standings at the end of the year, give or take certain teams are going to lose you know, more than 60, the really bad teams. But for the most part, everybody's 60 and 60. Those other 42, those are the game. And honestly, this Brewer series, I feel like is kind of one of those series where it's like, hey, it's a good team, but they're still beatable. They've just, they're just a good team, but it's not, they aren't the Dodgers of the last four seasons, right? Like, or any other team that's been elite. They're good, but they're beatable. If, if we stop making stupid mistakes and Nevin pulls it together. No, I, absolutely. I think, I mean, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, Victor knows exactly what he's talking about. He brings a different perspective than a lot of people, including us, uh, bring to stuff. So um, well, with that being said, let's move on to the St. Louis Cardinals series. Always great to watch games in St. Louis. I think it's one of the best atmospheres in all of baseball, one of the best fan bases on all of baseball as well. Nate, remind me of your buddy's name that we had on the podcast because I'm going to forget it. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. Wade. Mr. Wade. Love it. That was a fun podcast. Absolutely love it. it. Um, talk some talk some Hall of Fame voting there, right? With uh, right when that was coming out with uh, Dan Dan Wade. Is that right? Yeah, Don Wade. Don, Don Wade. Don, Don Wade. Sorry. Yeah, Don Wade, former writer uh, for the Cardinals, uh, as well as uh, minor leagues down there too. Absolutely fantastic talking with him. But St. Louis Cardinals series. I like the way the Angels match up here. I have a weird feeling Nate likes the Angels the way the matchup here. Brock, if you looked at the pitching rotation, the they pitch- caught him at the right time. They caught him at the right time too. They're not Evan, playing good baseball. What, what's the matchups? The Cardinals, Sandoval. the Cardinals are ten and nine. Yeah, you go Sandoval, Otani, and Canning against Mats, Michaelis, and insert blank. Jack. Jack. Mm. Griffin Jack. That's the one that's the one game I don't like. It's Jack. Oh, Flaherty. Flaherty. Yeah. That's yeah. the one game I don't start. Uh, yeah, Michaelis has not been throwing well this I, I year. I like the I like the Angels to win two yeah. out of three in this one. Uh, just, you know, I've seen Jack Flaherty up close and personal, played against him a couple times. So you, I, positive I know, Nate. I know that guy. I know that guy can pitch. So um, that is the one start I'm a little worried about with Canning. And but this is the best time. Like it, it does help to play teams in the right times. Like everyone has to play everyone now, yep. and to catch the Cardinals, who could easily catch fire in the month of June and July, and and finish with. A 90 win season to play them in May when they are 10 and 19 is outstanding. Yep. Like they caught, for they caught them at the right time. Pirates right now sucks. Hopefully we catch the pirates, you know, when they're in their, in their downward uh, swing of things. But yeah, this is, this is a good series for the angels. I really like where they're at. And I like um, 
where the Cardinals are at at this point too. Yep. This, this is, is also those 42 right here. Yeah. This is a, this is a series that the Angels have always I feel like the Angels can 100% sweep this series or take 2 or 3 in the series. I like I favor them. I like them at 2 or 3. I think they win the first two games and a winning streak happens Nate. Fun fact there for you. They won yesterday. They win tomorrow. It would be the first time not involving the Oakland A's. It would. It would. We talked about that. Um, however, this is also a series that the Angels could play and make the Cardinals hot. They've done this before a lot Absolutely. in the past. Absolutely. And it, feels, it definitely feels like this is a series for the Cardinals to get hot. And I'm sure the Cardinals are looking at it this way and their fans are looking at it this way. It's like, ooh, the Angels are coming to town. That's a tough matchup. But this is a series that is winnable, even against Shohei mm-hmm. Otani, even against Patrick Sandoval. And, you know, if the Cardinals swept, it wouldn't surprise me that we could be coming on and, you know, having a having a conversation like, damn, like Jared looks smart right now, which doesn't happen too often. But Jared looks smart right now. Just Jared? Just Jared. Well, it all three of us. I mean, like it, it, it could very well, like I said, this is one of those series that the Angels could sweep. And I think they should take two of three. Think, However, yeah. this is a series that that they could, could be Cardinals very hot. You know, it's like all of a sudden the Cardinals sweep and it's like, well, the Angels started that. The, Angel, the Cardinals have now won 25 of the last 30 games. And you look at it. Where did it start with the Angels? It's happened before in the past. It all it seems seems to happen that you way. You could argue that the Angels started the Phillies run to the postseason and oh, the World yeah. Series last year. Bryce Harper's game winning grand oh, slam leads them to, to get hot. And all of a sudden they just win games and they, they find themselves in the playoffs. And that ball left with my just, soul. They just kept winning. So yep. I, I agree with you. It, it it could, it does feel like one of those series where it could definitely go uh, swing the, the pendulum that way. But I, I like the, I like the series. I like where the angels are at. I like, yep. um, I like who they're matching up with. Like, I think if they were to, this is going to sound weird, but like if they were to get Wayno, uh Flaherty and then some young kid that they've never seen before, I would be terrified. Yeah, because, the fact they get Michaelis and Mats is is mm-hmm. kind of a thank if, you for that happening. Yes, exactly. Direction. If if they were to have gotten some kid who is who is making his major league debut they've never seen before, you know they're getting one hit against that guy. Wayno would just go out there and, and keep him in the game against Otani, and then Flaherty would pitch well. Like, so I I'm happy with the matchups. I'm happy with where they're at. I like them to win two out of three. Angels have yet to sweep, correct? Correct. That's correct. That's yeah, they correct. have. Okay. The most that they've ever won in a row is three, and that's twice. They won two out of three against Oakland, and they started the first game against Seattle. They lost the first game against Oakland and then won three straight. So those are their only three wins in a row all year. Should have swept that first series against Oakland, but. Should have, could have, would have. We can play the should have, could have, all. Should have, we can play that. We can play the what if game all day. Uh, we should be in the World Series. By the way, Nate, their other starter I think is Jordan Montgomery, unless he's in the bullpen. Um, no, Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery's good. He he's yeah. thrown the ball well. That was a so good they, trade for both yeah. sides. So the Angels kind of caught the Cardinals at a, at a, at a really good time. This is again a series that could get the hard, Cardinals hot, hot. Wow. So guys, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think about this Cardinals series in the comments down below. If you could go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. You can go ahead and follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's, Brock at BDROX8, and Nate at NateGreen34. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.